on the Irish NFL show of the Week 18 games. And we start with Cowboys at Commanders. This is uh, an NFC East clash where the Cowboys are favoured by uh, just under two touchdowns. Touchdowns, 13-point favourites, Brian. Um, I don't see any reason to doubt that. I think Cowboys have struggled a little bit at the uh, at times on the road. Uh, this is not going to be one of those occasions for me. No. no this is like, we're, we're a time of game where there's very little to be said. The Cowboys have themselves into a great position to go and win the division, be the second seed. Robbie, I believe they got over the line last weekend, bearing in mind the nature of that game finished. They're not going to make any mistakes here. And the commanders don't want to win, let's be honest. Like, like we can talk about coaching. Like, there's two storylines this week. One, Ron Rivera looks like he's he's, he's coaching his last game. And second of all, Eric Bean, who's already been, again, suggested as a potential head coach. And, and he's been linked to Atlanta. He's been linked to the Bears. That's obviously gone there. He's coming back. And they've got a quarterback, and they've got a quarterback who's not the right, you know, he's not the right guy, unfortunately. It's been an experimental season for Sam Howell. It hasn't really worked out. You could argue the offensive line has been a complete mess. And how could any quarterback function in, in, in that situation? But they're picking second in the draft should they lose. Big opportunity with the nature of the quarterbacks coming out. They would be mad to do everything in their power to win this game. But players are players. Who knows? Can't see it. Cowboys. Right, Seahawks or Cardinals? Um, Seahawks Steelers last week was was to me a bit of a letdown from a Seattle perspective. <laughs> you know, to me, it was a letdown. I'm sure it was a massive letdown to them. And I, I don't know what happened there because I thought the Seahawks were actually looking like they they were they were getting it back together and looked like making a strong case for 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 playoff contention. They still have a chance here, and um, they're they're going on the road to Arizona. They are they are favourites on the road. They're three point favourites on the road and. You know, despite what we saw the Cardinals do to the Eagles last week, which was interesting in and of itself, um, Seahawks' path involves them winning. They'll also need Green Bay to lose. There's another slightly more convoluted scenario involving ties and Green Bay and New Orleans losses. Um, so the Seahawks don't necessarily have to win this game, but to all intents and purposes, they do. Um, it's set up reasonably well for them, Brian, but the Cardinals of Jonathan Gannon might have something to say about that. You know, they, they proved a real point last week. Um, I don't know how much of that was just that he was at that extra pitch of intensity, wanted to get one over on Philadelphia because it's, it's his former team and it's obviously a team that he knows very well. That knowledge of their defense in particular uh, will really have helped Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense. But I don't see the Cardinals, like we've talked about it all this season, the Cardinals don't go down without a fight and Seahawks aren't up for it. Their playoff hopes, slim and all as they are, are going to go up in flames. Yeah, and an interesting one this week is that the Cardinals have come out and essentially said, you know, again, I'm conscious it's it's January. We, we haven't hit free agency or draft period talk, but they're saying that Kyler Murray will be back as a quarterback next season. And you, you couldn't argue it, bearing in mind how, how well he's placed since coming back off the injury. And it's just not even the nature of the performance it's, to come it's back. It's exactly what you'd say if you were going to trade him as well, right? You don't want a torpedo as well. So it's always hard to know. But who's going to take that contract on? Like the contract in which they gave him was mystifying in itself and, and no one's going to pick up that contract it's just and we've seen what's happened over the course of two years with Russell Wilson I think people will recognise his quarterbacks out there and particularly in the draft it's that when you get that five year five year plan but if they, if they do look like a team that's going in the right direction interestingly if they lose this game they could flip from four down to seven in terms of the picks but if they're not going after the quarterback and they've got two first rounders this year because the Texans obviously moved up last year with Will Anderson the Cardinals are in a good position. We're asking which game this we get is the game where the team who needs to win doesn't win. This is the one for me. I think the Cardinals finished the season on a high. I think Conor Murray was really impressive last week. I think overall he's been impressive since he came back. 
the Cardinals upset the Apple Cart beat the Seahawks in their season. I thought you were going to go with the Seahawks because I, I actually was going to pull that one out and say I think the Cardinals are going to upset the upset the odds here as well, and uh, I do think they will. I, I I think you know the way they played last week. That that was no mean feat, right? The, the Eagles are not where they were, but they're they're not an easy out at, at any time, and they had so much to play for, arguably more to play for than the Seahawks do this weekend. Like how much how much do the Seahawks really believe that they're going to have the opportunity to to get that playoff place, given what they're relying on happening in in Lambeau and elsewhere, uh, to 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 have the road paved for them? Um, yeah. Disappointed with last week. Maybe it's an aberration. Maybe they bounce back and take care of business here this weekend, but. I, I, I kind of think that the Cardinals are going to close the season out in a high. That's, it looks like there's a bit of a feel-good factor there. Uh, they've been there or thereabouts and maybe not got the bounce of the ball in a lot of games. They they pulled that one out at the weekend. I think that gives them a lot of confidence heading into this one. Um, yeah, I think it's an Arizona win as well, which I didn't think I'd be saying at the start of uh, start of the predictions. But uh, there you go. You, you, you end up in strange places sometimes. Rams are 49ers. Brian, this is, you know, it, in some ways it shouldn't be a head-scratcher, but kind of is because I'm not entirely sure what Kyle Shanahan is going to do here um, the, the Rams are four points underdogs the, the 49ers have however clinched the number one seed and there's nothing to play for here but it's you know as we were talking about with the Ravens it's a long time to be idle before you're playing in the in the playoffs with the bye if you're, if you're sitting starters this week like you can't see Christian McCaffrey getting next night or near the turf because a little bit of a calf strain and it would just be madness to play him um, at the same time, does Kyle Shanahan give his starters a bit of game time? Um, Rams can change their playoff position depending on the result here and, and some results elsewhere, uh, so that, that there is a there is an incentive for them. But ha- rolling into Santa Clara when you're you're not full blooded going for the win is is not an easy proposition. Um, I genuinely am, I'm kind of torn about this one. Um, I kind of think it's going to be Rams on the road, I have to say, um, but I, I don't say that with a massive degree of confidence. Have we gone against each other at any game so far? And this is an interesting one. This, this I, picked, done... I picked the Lions over the Vikings. You picked the Vikings. Could we have one because I am going with the Rams. It's Carson Wentz against the Sam Darnold uh, game. Both quarterbacks who obviously have had weird times over the course of the last two to three years, but like it's all wrapped up for Portuners. There is absolutely no point in your ending strenuous or risking any players in this position. This ultimately for me has to be players around who are on the bubble who are trying to make sure that they get an, op- get an opportunity to play in the playoffs. The Rams, whilst it looks unlikely, still have a little bit to play for in terms of where they could end up in the position. But the fact that they're not going with Matthew Stafford and other players kind of signifies that they're comfortable where they're at. They're happy to go on the road into Detroit. I think the Rams will win. I think uh, it's a case of which of the backups right now I trust to go in. And I think even the 49ers backups will be thinking two weeks, three weeks ahead in terms of what's ahead in terms, you know, the bigger picture. Oh, we we saw some of the 49ers backups during their three-game losing streak, right? They, we we've you know talked about this again and again, and it's been put on a T-shirt for column and uh, throughout the season. 49ers have the best starters in the league. He's put it in, in bold. He's underlined it. He's put it in italics. You know, point being that there isn't depth, huge amount of depth in that San Francisco squad. Yeah, we also got Rams figures that like, but we. What did we give the Rams a chance to shoot? We thought we had like a five and five and twelve type of season. And all these players, up up and coming players, and we spoke when we were doing our a- a- NFC West preview around the fact that they had selected so many undrafted rookies, and they were going to basically going to run with a lot of these players. 
And again, there's all these little players that have come in over the course of the season, the Atwells and these other players, and obviously he's going to have free spares on Sunday who are coming in again to make a point. I, I think the way they, you know, they played in, in against ways, them. I'm kind of annoyed at, at, at how relatively down we were at the Rams heading into the season. I know we, we'd, we'd given the, the the caveat that, you know, McVeigh was plugged in, that he's such a good coach and, you know, he knows what he's doing. But, like, the season they won the Super Bowl, all the focus was on Stafford and on Jalen Ramsey and on OBJ and, and all the draft capital that they'd given up. But because of the the, the weight of that squad, um, they, they had to pick up, you know, guys on a, on a wing and a prayer elsewhere and they had to fill roster spots with guys that had something to prove that weren't high draft picks and that weren't big money free agency signings and they did that they, they had a lot of good players show up for them in the course of that, that Super Bowl run because they, they're a well coached team that they, they know what they're at they know how to get the most out of players and so maybe we shouldn't be surprised that they are where they are Yeah but I think a lot of that was down to the fact that we weren't sure where Sean McVay's head was going into the season has been the conversation and whether he would walk away Go into the television boot, which we quickly realised as the season progressed that he's very much back enjoying being head coach, enjoying working with these players. I wanted to prove a point for a lot of people, I think, who are kind of writing him off alongside the Rams. And we were talking about coming back to, you know, coming back to roost in terms of they're struggling now after winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And now people are suggesting they are the dark horse in the playoffs and the Fortune Orders will not want to play them in an NFC Championship game or whoever. Yeah, comes up against the Rams will have a difficult game in the playoffs. There's certainly a team to consider, you know, as a sneaky, a sneaky LSE pick, shall we say? Yeah, indeed. Um, Chiefs at Chargers <clears throat> next game up. Not a huge amount at stake here, Brian. Um, I'm not really sure what the what the dominant storyline here is. Obviously, obviously the Chargers who are actually favoured at home in a long time, probably since they've been four point favourites against the Chiefs. Um, they've had that rivalry all going one way for the last few years, and I presume they won't want to pass up the opportunity to bloody the Chiefs knows even if it doesn't mean much from a Kansas City perspective from a Chiefs perspective though there must be players there who would look at this as an opportunity to, to change Andy Andy Reid's thinking you know at, at a time when their offense just has, hasn't been firing anywhere near as well as you know we know it can you know, it's interesting over the Christmas break I actually caught up on the couple of episodes of quarterback the Netflix show that I hadn't seen between one thing and another when it was actually out first and it's just such a contrast where they are this season based on where they finished up last regular season and heading into the playoffs and it was you know all a bullion's mood they'd locked down the number one seed you know they're resting starters in a very different position in that game this time last year and they were looking forward to you know Mahomes was talking about how they maybe matched up better against the Bills but he wanted the Bengals in the divisional round because they had something to prove and you know they ended up they, they, they did manage to prove that and, and, and go on to the Super Bowl but it's um it's a very different picture this time around uh I'm actually edging edging it towards the Chiefs. I have to say, I, I think they might upset the odds in this one, um, just purely because I really don't fancy the Chargers, and, and I've never had much joy picking them this season. So, kind of despite myself, I'm going with Kansas City in this one. I think the biggest storyline for this one is how quickly the Chargers season can be over, and how quickly the uh, the NCA AA championship game is over, and they can get Jim Harbour for an immediate interview with JH and JH together. For next season, it's a nothing game. Andy Reid has recognised that nothing can happen this weekend. That's going to improve. Um, that's going to improve their, you know, their situation in the playoffs. And it's it's, it's recognised by the fact of how many players he's resting, not just Patrick Bowen, but essentially vast majority of the offense. I I lean Chargers. I think Chargers might might win it. It's one of those games. It's a toss up, and when there's nothing to play, it's very much who wants to 
make a point. I think, yeah, I can, I recognise that the Chiefs will want the win because they need to. They still probably feel they need to get things right after the last few weeks. But I think the Chargers will come four quarters. I think the, the Chiefs will be easing off. The Chargers will will win it close. Eagles at Giants, Brian, it's not so long since we were looking at the Eagles' remaining schedule with four games left after they went through their their miserable run of games against uh, the heavyweights on, in, in both conferences and saying, yeah, but they've got two games against the Giants, they've got the Cardinals. Those are three games that they'd be, from their perspective, banking on as wins. It has not worked out that way. The Eagles would not have been expected and they wouldn't have expected themselves to be still needing this win just to clinch the division. Um, their playoff picture playoff place is obviously secure but this was the game where they were supposed to be wrapping up the number one seed even if they even needed it and um, it's it's gone in a very different direction for them they're now coming off you know what for them from their point of view would have been an embarrassing defeat to the cardinals and they roll into metlife with the giants or it doesn't do their draft prospects any any favors but a uh, bit of an opportunity to bloody their rivals noses here yeah and just to jump back because we never did or really did a piece after you know we didn't anyway I know Shane and Colin caught up in it like a Stephen's Day special but that particular game on Christmas Day I mean there was a lot of opportunities for the Giants to win that game you know there was that big try by the Eagles that kind of got it back on the straight and narrow but it did, there was no Eagle fans coming out of that game the nature of how it ended with the Giants trying to score late on to tie the game up for comfortable they won the game people thought okay fine they're, they're finishing the season with a nice run and what came to pass last week was essentially what we've been saying for weeks they've been getting away with but ultimately at the end it's going to come crashing down we thought it'd be playoff time when it'll come crashing down but it came crashing down much sooner than we thought in terms of the now wildcard team should the Cowboys win one of the interesting nuggets from Sirianni's press conference was if they're made aware that the Cowboys are winning comprehensively in Washington he will start taking players out immediately so it wouldn't come as a surprise to me to see second half You've got Mariota in his quarterback, the main wide receivers out of the game and potentially offensive line out of the game because they're going to be aware that they're going to go and play the NFC South the following week. That spells danger for me from a Giants perspective. Giants fans recognise once it would be nice to beat the Eagles. The best thing, sorry, for the Giants this weekend would be to lose the game and block or sorry, check the scores to see if they've moved up the ladder. I think the Giants will win. I think it's going to be because of the nature of the Cowboys being so comprehensive, I think the Eagles will ease off the cast and I think the Giants could have beaten the Rams last weekend. I think the Giants will play hard and, and beat the Eagles this weekend. Yeah, the Eagles have been such a disappointment over, over the last few weeks and really on the season as a whole. Like they weren't a convincing ten and one, which sounds like a you know bizarre thing to say, but you know, as you just mentioned there, there were so many games where they got away with it. A couple against the commanders in particular that come to mind that I remember spending a lot of time talking about at the time where they just never seemed to be able to pull away and do the things that they were able to do last year and there's a lot of reasons for that um you know watching them in particular in the in the red zone over the last couple of weeks like there's no no faith in them being able to execute anything other than the, the brotherly shove if they're in anything other than third and one or fourth and one you're just not convinced that they're going to get it done you know Devontae smith is obviously injured as well and um, you know they, they they just don't seem to have gotten anything like the level of consistency and performance out of some of their offensive playmakers that they did last year They've had a couple of injuries and that slowed them down. Defensively, they've been a real disappointment. Um, you know, we've talked about their almost non-existent linebacker core, how their secondary has been picked apart. Pass rush hasn't been anywhere near the way it was. They're not scaring teams. They're not a you know an intimidating prospect in the way that they were. You know, how how many 
column inches uh, were written about the, the, the strength in the trenches and how they were the template for how a modern NFL team should be built. Um, you know, if ever there was a team that you would have thought would be in a strong position to run it back, it would be them. And look, they're, they're still going to the playoffs one way or the other. So, it, you know, to your point, it's a question of only uh, whether they get a home game uh, on wildcard weekend or whether they're going on the road as a, as a wildcard team on wildcard weekend. Um, this is a game that I think, though, that they'll have to focus on as, as a get-right game because there, there's no time left. This is this is money time. Um, if there's a chance that, you know, as you say, the Cowboys aren't running away with that game in Washington, uh, you'd, you'd expect the Eagles to come to play. And, you know, Sirianni says he'll, he'll pull the starters fine, but um, I just think it's not in the Giants' interest to put up too much of a fight, to, to your point, and teams have a funny way of getting what they want when draft pick picture is, uh, you know, or draft order is really at stake. And with the the honourable or dishonourable exception, depending on which way you look at it, from either an ownership or a fan perspective, uh, of Lovey Smith's uh, infamous win on the on the final day of last season with the Houston Texans, I don't see Brian Dable and the Giants letting that happen because it's not in their interest for it to happen. I think ultimately Philadelphia will come out with the win. Just just one final point. Um, I, I I agree with everything you're saying, and which is which is why normally I'd be saying this is a, a show in Eagles victory, but I do think I do think the Cowboys will. Be comprehensively up by half time. I think they could be two or three scores up, and I think that's why I believe the Giants will win because I do think the, the, the Eagles will ease off. And well, you're right when we're saying Brian Dable will recognise, or Joe Shane, the GM, will recognise what the most important thing is. But Brian Dable doesn't strike me as a head coach that's he, he is concerned about the, the situation thereafter. I think he, they'll, they'll deal with what they have to deal with come February and come March around where they're selecting. I think it be. Judging by the nature of his press conference yesterday, how he was after the game on Sunday, clearly very disappointed they didn't beat the Rams. He's he's a fighter. He comes out to win. He doesn't care about what the circumstances. And I think he needs a victory against one of these teams. If you look at the record in which he's had him, once he's had a in a strange way, he's had a good season, but yeah, it's been a disappointing season. Yeah. He kind of steadied his ship and people recognise now he is the right head coach to be there. His record against the Cowboys and Eagles is really poor. He hasn't won either any game against them over the course of the season. That's five games if you include the playoff game last year. But the nature of the performances they've been comprehensively beat. In a roundabout way, quite be, he needs to beat one of them. And whilst it's a meaningless game, people will say, why did you go and win this game? But I think for him, from his perspective, he needs to get a win against one of the bigger teams in the, in the division. Yeah, makes sense. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm sticking with the Eagles. <laughs> right, Bills at Dolph- Dolphins is the final game. What a game to finish on. You know, probably on balance, the showpiece game of the weekend. Brian, the, the reverse fixture, the, the Bills put an absolute beat down on the Dolphins. You know, it was remarkable to see the turnaround from the, the 70-20 uh, Miami win over Denver to the Bills putting 48 in them and beating them 48-20 in a game that, unfortunately, from Ken Dorsey's perspective, didn't save his bacon as offensive coordinator. He later became the scapegoat for the, the perceived sputtering on, on Buffalo's offense. And um, it's been a little bit up and down for Buffalo since. However, with perhaps the... Uh, the exception of last weekend's effort against the Patriots, where you 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 either th- see that as an outlier or you know maybe a sign a worrying sign that the Bills aren't quite right. Um, it's been a different different picture. I think the, the the victory over the Cowboys, real really a statement win from a Buffalo perspective, and um, they absolutely need this in Miami. Um, the Bills' playoff scenario here is they can win the division and have a home game on Wildcard Weekend. Or they may end up out of the playoffs altogether, depending on on, on results elsewhere. You know, as we talked about earlier, Steelers are relying on the Dolphins to win this one. That's not necessarily a safe bet, considering 
what happened to the Dolphins last weekend, though. How do you see this one? I said on the show the other day was that the Bills have been on a great run, and I know Colin bought into this steam train of Josh Allen, and you know once he gets going, it's hard to stop him. But I haven't, I haven't been convinced over the course of the last two weeks. Got away with it in in Southway against a struggling Chargers team, and it wasn't for a better quarterback. Brady would have been beaten last weekend against uh, against the Patriots, and here we are. Now, in fairness, like the Dolphins have been so up and down. I think for me. And depending on availability within the Dolphins, if the Dolphins get a huge chunk of the players back, in particular to get Waddle back and offensive lawyers put back together, I think the Dolphins will be able to put up points on this Bills defense. I think the Dolphins will. It's one of, It feels like a bit of a shootout game. It feels like and who's going to have the ball last will win the game. But I think the Dolphins, I wouldn't get away from the fact that the Dolphins will be ruling a really heavy beat last weekend. You know, I haven't gone into Baltimore. And similarities there was when they went into Buffalo, you know, went toe for toe for two quarters and then ultimately got blown out. I think this weekend, I think Sunday night football, people suggest that the Dolphins can't beat big teams. I think this is going to be a game in which they put that right. I'm going to go to Dolphins to win the division, remaining the second seed and end the Bills' season. All right. Well, if we were disappointed with the the level of group thing so far, Brian, I'm, I'm going to delight you by going exactly the opposite direction. I think... If you look at the defeats that the Dolphins have taken this season, um, they've been physically overpowered by the Titans. They were physically overpowered by the Ravens, you know, uh, and this has been a classic Miami failing, you know, to, to coin the old 1970s English uh, Football League manager routine. They don't like it's up on the Dolphins. They, they, they really haven't shown up in those spots. I think, you know, Bradley Chubb is a huge loss. Um, and I, I think last weekend's game, as, as I hinted at when, when I was teeing it up there, was was the was the the exception that proves the rule. I, I just think Buffalo struggle against the Patriots for whatever reason. It's slightly in Sean McDermott's head, you know, bar that one dominant playoff victory that they had, um, which was obviously a huge one a couple of years ago. They, they, they've always been uncomfortably close to New England, even when New England hasn't been in a great spot since the uh, the Tom Brady era came to an end. They've very much a different record against the Dolphins, though. They, like the Dolphins are one in ten against the Bills in the Josh Allen era. They've never really gotten to grips with him. I don't think they're in a good place to get to grips with him this weekend. Buffalo just has too much to play for, and you know we, we talked about them being you know again prior to the New England game, the team nobody wants to play in the playoffs in the AFC. I still think that's the case, uh, and you know they they have they still have a chance to still have a chance to win the division here. Like despite everything that they've had in a, in, a, in a rocky season. I still think this is a really strong team. I think you average out where they've been over the last couple of years. We've talked about it time and time again. They're consistently one of the best teams in the league. I think we've kind of slightly forgotten about that and slightly slept on them. You know, perhaps you'd say with good reason given some of their results. But they're they're coming right. They're coming good at just the right time. I think this is a Buffalo win on the road. I think this one might come down to more so the coaching aspect in terms of how, how each coach goes against each other. We've talked about during the season. Colin has been a bit critical of Sean McDermott at key moments, and in particular the game up in Philly, and then I think it was the week after that, he was not kind of managing the game properly. Be interested to see if it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, how both head coaches can react to that situation. Make sure a great game. It's a shame in a way it's on Sunday night football because there'll be a lot of fans. There might be the, the Harden fans that will stay up for it, but there'll be a lot of people who will be reviewing the action on Monday morning as opposed to really enjoying which should be a great end to, I think it's the 272nd regular season game. It's, it makes for a great game. Probably I, you, you can understand why it's been where it's been flexed out to Sunday night. 
Yeah, just before we wrap though, Brian, like as you say, 272 uh, regular season games we'll have down and under our belts by the end of the weekend. Um, you know, reflecting, you know, instant take at this stage on, on the regular season that's been, I have to say personally, it, it's been one of the more entertaining ones for me. Obviously, it's the first one that I've been involved with the show, so that adds an extra frisson to your enjoyment of the game, certainly. But um, now we, we, we've had so many weeks where you've just had consistently good games. You know, the, 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 it's been very difficult, and we know this from being held to account for our, for our picks every week. It's been very difficult sometimes to discern the trends, and we've seen teams bubble up and then go right back down. Seen one, seen other teams emerge from nowhere. We've seen coaching changes dramatically affect the trajectory of some teams. We saw it a little bit with the Broncos. We saw it with the Raiders, as we talked about. We've seen teams come sneaky good down the stretch. Um, I'm really looking forward to the playoffs, I have to say, and I'm really looking forward to this week week 18 games, given everything we've seen. Yeah, it feels like that crowded house song. It was four seasons in one day because one day. over the course of the season, we have we have put teams up there only for them to be knocked down. There was the, the Buffalo Bills experience earlier in the season that quickly kind of you know, filtered away. It's come back again. Well, it was the Dolphins years. before the Bills. Then it was the 49ers. Yeah, and then of course the Eagles were in Evan Let's not forget, we at one stage we were suggesting they could only end the season with one or two defeats to the end of five. So would it be against the realms of possibility we get a surprise in the playoffs? Certainly not, I think. Whilst the two standout teams have been the Ravens and the 49ers. We have seen trends in the past where the number one seeds don't necessarily end up playing during the sit ball. Even two years ago, the Bengals, I believe, were the fifth seed. Interesting enough, one piece which has broken the last 10 minutes is that Dalvin Cook has signed for the Ravens in the last 10 minutes. has been announced. He was released by the Jets yesterday. Gave himself an opportunity. I kind of dislike these players who tend not to put it over the course of the season to get released and get the opportunity to then play in the playoffs. It's like as if... They don't put the effort in, they get released, and then they find themselves a way of manoeuvring a deal to be in the playoffs. It'd be interesting to see, I think, again, the Ravens are recognising they have a huge opportunity, and they want to make sure, you've touched on it rightly last week in terms of the injuries, which they've had in particular Mitchell, the, the rookie running back, but they're stocking up now. Since them, of course, yeah. yeah. We saw it with the Rams, Odell Beckham. The, the Ravens obviously recognise big opportunity, get an extra body in, an experienced running back. Could be the difference, could be the difference when when a player goes down, that they can call upon him, who, is a, who honestly is a great running back. Yeah, how many times have we seen it? As you say, it's that one acquisition just at the end of the season that helps helps turn the tide for you, whether it be uh, Von Miller and OB, OBJ or, or, or others. We've seen it plenty of times where a guy joins the right team at just the right time. Um, you'd certainly argue for what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. The Ravens are the team that you'd want to be, uh, whose bandwagon you'd want to be jumping on. But yeah. Look, that's a really interesting nugget. I'm very interested to see how that's going to bear out for the for the Ravens in the playoffs. But uh, we'll get over the weekend's games first before we start talking about that. By the time we uh, we we come back this time next week, uh, we'll know exactly what the playoff picture is, and we'll be immersing ourselves in the in in the real permutations and combinations and uh, addressing who's going to get to Super Bowl 58 uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, we're going nowhere. Still, lots to go. Still, a lot of action, a lot of games, and a lot of podcasts. Thanks to Roy for those comments. Obviously, he's really enjoying. The content and which we're putting out over the course of the season, but ultimately it's all about like we do this to for our own enjoyment, our own passion for the game. But it's great to see people recognising the fucking loving the show and loving the podcast as well. Yeah, big time. And look, I think we're all looking forward as well to the growth of the game in Ireland. And you know, it's been fantastic this season to see, um, you know, the Steelers activating and and doing, uh, you know, the, the, their first ever um watch party here and the the, the kicking competition and the, and the other engagement that they've had and you know having a team attached to the Irish market for the first time and obviously the the, the Jaguars have taken on the uh, the Irish market as well 
um, it's building the momentum towards getting a game here and it, it's one thing for us to be talking about the games from afar it'd be another thing entirely to be looking forward to a game uh, in, uh, in, in Ireland which you know hopefully is going to happen sooner rather than later yeah, and we'll be back on Monday. We'll still be without Colin, but we'll be back in Colin as due back for a show next week. But yeah, looking forward to reviewing the last re- weekend of regular season. So. Living, living and up in Minnesota, you is uh, check check Colin's Instagram there. You'll have all the weird and wonderful details of the Mall of America, the liquid death drink, and and everything else. If you want to keep up with his adventures, we wish him well. We look forward to welcoming him back because we can slag him in person. <laughs>